Hello everyone and welcome back. Another episode of the Fantasy Football Pals, live every Wednesday, live on Twitch, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about fantasy football. Week six, week six, your host, Marty Kepler, Drew Giddens, Matt Bolden, Nick Lippert, and yours truly, Michael Chauby. There we go. Uh, we're doing, boys. <laughs> evening, uh, evening, gentlemen. All right. Nice. Uh, follow our Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. Popping off 800 Instagram followers. Doing real good. People ask us sit star questions. It's good. Connect with us. Connect with us there. It's a good time. Um, Very responsive. Like I said, we're live on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals. Live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Spotify, you might be listening to us there, or you could be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, now new this week, live on Apple Podcasts as well. Whoa. Yeah, buddy. So that's what we got going on. Like Leave I said- a five-star review. Yes, yes. Yeah, if you're in the chat, give us a follow. We have to, we're Twitch affiliated, like I said. Give us a sub. Give us a dono. We're here. Hey, and if you do- you could get one of those really cool little, uh, one of those little gift things they can post in the chat. E- emojis, emojis, emojis. That's what we're looking for. Come on, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what they're called. Twenty first century. Come on, Matt. Promise the people. He's promising the people the world. <laughs> look at these. He doesn't, even, he doesn't look even know at, what the world posted is. in the chat. Someone posted in the chat. They know what's up. They look good. They look good. I got them. I got them approved. Look good. Clean. Yeah, it, our editor, our editor take, does a good job. He, we don't, we don't appreciate him, but he's a, he's a, he's a, he's really a, a scoundrel, that man. But shout out to our editor. He, uh, shout out to the editor. Shout out to the edit, editor. I mean, he, he made, he made a lot. To the editor. He actually made a lot of we mistakes do. on Instagram this week, but uh, we're, and, we're, and we still, and, and we still pay him. Yes, we'll, still pay him. We'll forgive for him. some unknown reason. <laughs> Very good. Cool. Might have to restructure his con- contract, though. I heard it's not guaranteed, so that's that's the good news. Yeah. We, we're not a we're not a L Bell situation going on. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, Marty with the news. <laughs> and that's called a segue. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, as I'm sure we kind of alluded to, Le'Veon Bell just got released from the New York Jets. I think this is pretty crazy news. I mean, they paid this man a lot of money and really expected a lot out of him. And I'll tell you what, they didn't get it. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily his fault or if it's just because of the team, but it's 100% his fault. Whoa. Maybe there maybe 90, maybe 95 is fault. I don't know about that. Wow. I mean, do you think it was more of he was a product of the Steelers' offense that led him to be considered that good? He also had a complement offensive line for a while, which was helpful. As a Steelers fan. Go ahead, Drew. He doesn't have that in New York at all, or wide receivers, or a quarterback. True. But, gentlemen, we have to look at the whole man here. We're not just talking Uh about the talent, right? As a Steelers fan myself, I benefited from the many years of the Triple Bs, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, AJ, or not AJ, Antonio Brown, and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was a troubled man. 
He was suspended twice in two separate seasons for, I believe it was marijuana use, failing a drug test, something along those lines. Gotta stay off the and, weed, folks. I'm sorry? Gotta stay off the weed. <laughs> well, not anymore. They're allowed to now, right? Yes. Go we ahead. are pro-weed here. <laughs> it's a bold stance against our here. Here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Nick just spoke for the whole, all of us. Yeah, I, I, I would... <laughs> We're pro Friends of the Venezuelan, that is a, um, a false, we are, a false claim. It's a bold faced <laughs> lie. It's a bold faced lie. Anyways, Anyways family, I, we are a family friendly podcast. I digress. This are, man had issues, is my point. This man had a lot of issues. He was a very unstable human being that benefited from being in a very stable environment in Pittsburgh. As soon as you take him out of that stable environment, he did not do very well. Obviously, the Jets have a history of doing bad things to their good players, but I believe it's more his fault than it is the Jets. It's his fault in that he got suspended and got hurt and then made it so the Steelers wouldn't pay him and he got banished to the Jets. I don't think what happened in... Banished? Yes. It's basically Siberia. (laughs) It's football Siberia. (laughs) Got greedy. They're ter- they're a terrible team and a terrible franchise, right? I mean, greedy, am I breaking greedy. news here? You could have gone. Am anywhere. I breaking news here? You no, could have gone but banished was hard, a harsh word. He. No, what else? What word would you use for it, Marty? No, he, he used a fine word. He was good. He's good. Sentence. He got banished to New York. I mean, you're acting like no, it was no, his I don't choice, think he though. Was, yeah, it was his choice. He wasn't banished. Yeah, right. He was sent there. Sentence. It's only his. The correct choice. term is New York or Siberia. That is a fair. Thing. It's only I, his choice in that. That's the the team that paid him. Well, I mean, sure. you only not every team in the league offered him the same contract, and not every. It's not all equal. But my point is that uh, uh, the team is terrible. You have very little opportunity to actually perform at a level uh, adequate, or I think equivalent to his skill set. There's no offensive line. There's no quarterback play. There's no wide receiver play. There's literally nothing in New York to distract from Le'Veon Bell. It's impossible for him to play under those circumstances. So, I mean, honestly, the best thing for his career, in my opinion, was for him to get released or traded to a team. And hopefully he can revitalize himself a little bit because he'll, he'll, he'll probably sign a one-year deal. No one's signing into a multiple-year deal at this point. So he'll get a half-a-season audition to show he still has it, and then he'll try to sign with another team next year. Yeah, I, so, I, so he's so he's Leonard Fournette. Yes, two, two points. Hopefully, more successful than that, though. Two points on just on that. Um, I think I think it, I personally think it's both because you have the Jets, who are not an offensive dominant team. So it's like he he did what he could, and I think also on on him he got paid. You know, usually when when running backs get paid, they their their um, stats go down just because they don't want it as bad. They don't want to work as hard. And, and I think he lost the joy of playing football because he's on an awful team. So I think it's probably a mixture of both. You know, El Bell didn't want to be there. Or he didn't want to produce anymore. And the Jets don't have a good team. And it's just a tough situation. Uh, but I don't I don't mean, I don't feel bad for him at all. The guy's getting paid a no. lot of money. I don't, I don't mean to say I feel bad for him. I'm just saying, like, I don't think there, there was, I don't think there was ever a world where him going to the Jets was going to work out. That's all. Yeah. Fair. Sure. Okay, so we'll you have to keep. Oh, wait, where, where, owners, where does he go? Where does he go? Let's, Marty. Where does he go? That's what I was just about to get into. Was you guys got to keep an eye out on where he's going to go? Well, I mean, where does he get, 
Guess where did he go? All right, Drew, where does he go? L.A. <laughs> Jeez. L.A. L.A. who? L.A. L.A. what? Chargers? No, the Rams. All right, L.A. Rams. Rams. Drew, where does he go? Uh, I had heard rumblings about the uh, the Chiefs and the Bears. I think either of those could be interesting. Matt, where does he go? All right. I was going to say the Chiefs. I'm going to say the Steelers, but I like the Chiefs or the Bears. Let's do a side side question really quick. If he were to go to the Chiefs, Bears or Chargers, who who would be the most devastated of the three of us? Me, <laughs> Michael, or Marty? <laughs> Matt, You're right? Taking it as Marty. <laughs> Marty is volunteering as tribute. No, I, I don't think they go to Los Angeles. I think they. I think he goes to the Chiefs. I, I mean, I think they paid Austin Eckler, and yeah, he was yeah, producing. He won't. He won't go to the Chargers. They, he's not. He's not getting signed to a multi-year deal here, my boy. He's gonna get. He's gonna get a one-year. For the rest of the season contract and see what happens. This right. isn't a, this isn't this, this this isn't a question mark on. I'm I'm not saying he's not going to be back this year. I'm not saying this is a debate on who the who paid who. It's like who needs the help and who's going to and who's going to profit off. That, that could be any three of those teams for the remainder of the year. All I'm asking is between Michael, Marty, or myself, who will be the most devastated GM upon one of those three happening. Okay. So for background well, of people we'll listening at home, these these three guys own those three players in our in our dynasty league. And I am already pretty devastated by how this season has gone. So I mean this would just be, you know I think I'm okay. Yeah. This would this would be the really uh end it all moment. <laughs> all right. All right, friends. So we'll take it as Marty is the most devastating. As he volunteers himself. Next bit of news. Michael Thomas had a uh, pretty surprising not participation in this last week's game that wasn't announced until after the 1 p.m. start time for other games. It turns out he had an altercation with one of his teammates and punched him in the face. During practice. Another reason why Marty has had a devastating season. But it <laughs> looks like he will also be sitting. He sat out this last week and will also be sitting out this week. He's on a bye, Marty. Oh, is he on a bye? That's why he's <laughs> sitting out this week, Matt. He's not incorrect. I mean, come on. <laughs> so he's been hurt. He is finally getting ready to come back. And now he's out again. Yeah. I'm not upset. I'm just giving you the news. <laughs> that report from uh, Pro Football, was it Pro Football Focus? Or um, one of the uh, – somebody wrote a report today talking about the the, the issue or one of the issues specula- speculating about this. One of the issues why Michael Thomas was sat was not so much the punch in the face, um, but the straight-up, like – the way he's been treating his coaches and fellow players, um, which if that's the case, if that's really what's going on there, I think that's really troubling just generally. He's disgracing yeah. the Buckeye name if that's the case. It's Michael yeah. Thomas a diva. Who would have ever Concerning. thought? Concerning. Why do all the good <laughs> receivers have to be divas, man? Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> that's true. We are Very a pro right. Larry Fitzgerald. 
podcast. Yes, we are a pro Larry. Although yeah. I've heard bad things about Larry Fitzgerald's character. So don't even. I'm, 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 I'm sure. You get your, yeah, we're cutting the name out of your mouth. All right, next, next, next. Mute my mic. Mute my mic, boys. Melvin Gordon. Not allowed to have controversial opinions. Melvin Gordon pulled over with a DUI yesterday. So I don't know what that means in terms of this coming week. Does that mean he is going? I've heard. I've heard he's already out this week. He is out for sure. Is what is what my research is leading me to believe. I I didn't hear that. I heard the opposite. That nothing's. I'm just just dropping my nugget. There's no. Me too. I'm just saying. He won't be suspended by the league. Because the league doesn't necess- normally doesn't get involved until after the criminal proceedings are over, which theoretically should be kind of quickly. Um, if he's suspended this week, it'll be because the team decides to suspend him. Um, yes, so we'll, we'll and, just keep, keep your keep your eyes yeah, open. Yeah, I don't see think how that goes. I don't think anything's been decided. I think people are just speculating. What, what team? What team is going to have their player get a DUI and let them play? No, I agree. Hey, come I'm, on. I'm just saying nothing's official. I, I wouldn't. I'm just okay. saying I, I wouldn't put just. You might put you know put your foot in your mouth. I might, but I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to take that one. So, if you are a Melvin Gordon owner, keep your eye out. Mm-hmm. Listen, figure out what happens. Plan for the worst. Anyway, I would plan for the worst. Next bit of news: Falcons fire head coach and GM. Now, Falcons, as I'm sure you guys know, I believe are haven't won a game yet, correct? Correct. Or they won? Right. Correct. Have not won a game yet. You got to imagine that's positive news. I mean, things were not going their way. You could argue that they. (laughs) You could argue that they won two games and then just decided (laughs) to not actually get the W and give it to the other team instead. And decided that if you stop win over. Yes. If you stop paying attention at halftime, they are a much better team than <laughs> they currently are. And they would have won the Super Bowl if it was like that too. It's a great point, Marty. They're Ooh. essentially Super Bowl champions. Ooh. Damn, what a rough Yikes. Very trouble. I mean, essentially every, every everything that we've heard that you that you would hear is that that Super Bowl is the reason why that regime's still there. I mean, you you yeah. make it to the Super Bowl, you kind of you kind of pencil yourself in a little bit more time, but I mean, I feel like that was, I feel like Dan, I feel like the, that head, the head coach and GM have been on a bit of a hot seat for quite some time. Sure. Well, they've just underperformed so not, not with what, uh, with, or what on paper is supposed to be a really excellent offense, you know, I mean, between oh, Julio man. Jones, Calvin Ridley and the, the other weapons that they've had over the course of the years, it just feels like they consistently underperform every single year. Um, it's, Probably been a long time coming. I'm glad it has come, and we'll see what direction the franchise goes from here. All right. Going to start hitting some of the uh, the injuries. Obviously, the big one was Dak Prescott with a very gruesome ankle injury that had his entire foot separated from his leg. That was pretty disgusting. So, leading Andy Dalton to take over as the head as the lead quarterback for that team. And I gotta imagine that that really is gonna shake up things in terms of one their how they were playing before because it seemed like Dak was throwing the ball a ton. And now going forward, I gotta imagine that 
they would try and rely a little bit more on the run, I would think. You would think? I mean, yes. I, I, I agree with that 110%. Um, I think I might be an Andy Dalton truther a bit. Like, I think I think he's going to trot out there. I think he's going to go out there and actually play decently. Um, yeah. He'd be all over for Dak. Uh, prayers up for him and hope he get, hope he's able to get healthy and back to a full swing of things come next year. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's gonna this offense is going to rely much more on Zeke. And I do think they're going to let him try to cook a little bit. And I, and I think it's it's not going to be Dak. But I think from for a fantasy perspective, I think it's still going to be okay in my mind. Yeah. The real I, question is, sorry, go ahead, Michael. I think uh, I th- I'm an Andy Dalton truther as well because you can look at what Andy Dalton did with a good offensive line um, when he was in Cincinnati. He was actually pretty good, and you look at what Joe Burrow's able to do now. He's leading the league in sacks. That offensive line is awful. That offensive line basically drove out Andy Dalton because he could not move as well, and he could not navigate the pocket as well and he caused it caused a lot of turnovers and it basically forced him out of Cincinnati to and take the backup role. Uh, so I think the Dallas Cowboys have a they lost some key pieces on that offensive line, but it's much better than the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think he will actually be decent. A lot a lot more decent than people think. And I think he could be a valuable like backup quarterback if you need one to stream. Yeah, or a starter in my situation. The real question is from this point on which receivers on the Dallas Cowboys or which receiver has the best year? Like rank them, rank them one through three. Wait, can we wait on that question? Because I, it, it, sure. it's a big part of my game coming up and it's, it'll, All right. it'll really Excellent. blow your socks off. <laughs> we'll stand by. All right. Love to hear it. All right. Dalvin Cook left the game last week with a groin injury. It looks looking like he might be sitting out. As I'm sure a lot of Dalvin Cook owners did this year, they tried to pick up Madison early just for this reason because you kind of – the injury bug is no uh, – it's a pretty familiar friend of Dalvin Cook. No stranger. At least. <laughs> no stranger, so, Mark. Yeah, no, that's the word I was looking for. Words are hard. But, uh, yeah. It's up with it's up with God, I'm sorry, Mark. Continue. No, no, you're um, good. I was just going to say, I mean, this is a tough one for, for Dalvin Cook owners being a first-round pick. Um, a lot of the things I've saw is I don't think he plays this week and they have a bye next week. Right. So, But I, I, it seems like it might just be yeah. like a two-week thing. Yeah. But it sucks because he was really looking to have a monster, monster game against Seattle and I got cut short a little bit. Sure. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, Madison came in. I believe Madison had over 100 yards and a touchdown, too, in that second half. Twelve. I don't know if there's right. a touchdown. Yeah, is he an e- is he an easy is he an easy plug and play to fill in for Delvin Cook or would oh, you yeah. guys be looking to other Hell yeah. If Delvin Cook is out, you start him. Yeah. Absolutely. He's Best. he's a guy you target even if you didn't have Delvin Cook. Like if you had um uh you know, like if you were a guy who drafted Le'Veon Bell or you know, Saquon Barkley or even Christian McCaffrey, you're definitely targeting Madison right now. I believe they have the or they have the Falcons as well this week, who is it's not exactly a prolific run defense, so that's a that's a plug and play. Yep, hundred percent agree. All right, Julio Jones missed another game last week with a hamstring injury. Marty, relevant fantasy players. We do this every week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Water is still wet. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo got benched 
In the second half. I love how we go from, from Julio Jones to Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy. and Michael doesn't <laughs> say anything about relevant list. fantasy I'm, players for Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm running through the list. Hey, who has more fantasy points this year? Actually, I don't know. Julio, oh, Julio my God. <laughs> well, here's – okay, this isn't fan, necessarily fantasy, out, though. Mark. Yeah, Mark, let's go. Come on. News taking forever. Let's go. It's the last thing. All right, hurry up. Alex Smith came into the game and played for the Washington football team. God bless that. Not man. necessarily, good for him. but you know, it's a good, it's a feel good moment. Feel good moment. We are pro Alex Smith. Yes, we are. We are pro Alex Smith. Bye, The news is over. Marty with the news. Marty with the news. All right, and with that, da 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 da. da let's play a game. Da 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 da. This game wow. is called. What's it called? Offensive snap count. Percent change between week one and five. Not really a good name. I don't know. Just it's what it is. Basically, it really rolls off the tongue. Well, yeah. Really, <laughs> the game is you've got a nice flow to it. <laughs> predict whether the following players have positive or negative uh, snap count progression. Right. So they have snap count percentage higher in week one or higher in week five. Okay. Here we go. Cool. <clears throat> now there's a lot of names. I'm gonna go real quick. Preston Williams. Hi, uh, an Higher. increase or decrease between week increase. and five? Increase. Lower. Okay. It's a decrease. Actually, a 30% decrease. 90% to 60%. I saw that stat. Very dramatic. You're Preston Williams owner. GG. Devontae Parker. Flip side. His counterpart. Higher. Has to be, Didn't right? It's it got to be higher, I'm assuming. It is. 37 to 79%. Devontae Parker owners rejoice. You can kind of see how this game is working. We're seeing the progression between one and twos. Okay. DJ Moore. Lower. Decrease. Lower? Decrease. 87 to 78. And that leads our boy, Robbie Anderson. Well, he's the number one for the Carolina Panthers, so it has to increase, right? You would think it actually decreased. That was a throw off, Drew, but I like ah. it. You're playing the game now. Oh. Okay, 82, <laughs> 82 to 72. So he's actually – Wow. He's, he, he's never beat DJ Moore on snap count percentage, which is interesting. So he's Shocking. much more efficient and much more – Well, he's a more better. talented player. So if I was the coach there, I would definitely yeah. try to put him up there more. Absolutely. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Decrease. I feel like that's a decrease. Increase. It's a decrease, 86 to 76%. Yeah, 10% mm. decrease. All right, and the boy, the young man, Chase Claypool. Oh, He probably went from like 15 to like 100. 30, 30 to 69%. 69, 39%. Oh, nice. Yes. This is my God, favorite I one. I love that I was right about Chase. I'm sorry. This is my favorite one coming up, and this is the whole reason I made this game. Amari Cooper. Ooh, uh, probably a de- probably a decrease. Is it a way? decrease, Michael? It is a ninety-four to sixty-four percent decrease. A thirty percent decrease between weeks ah. one and week five, and that leads wow. to CD Lamb decrease or increase. That's an increase, right? Probably got to be an increase. Increase. It has to be an increase, right? If Amari Cooper. Decreased. It just has. To, All right. Okay. It has okay. to be. An Have your moment. It so is it a decrease? It's a 
27% decrease. Only played Whoa. 55% of snaps week five. So so where where is the production coming from? And Nick, this uh, is the Michael answer. Gallup. This is the answer to your question. Michael Gallup, 96 to 97%, 1% wow. increase, but he's the only Cowboys player that's playing above 95% of the snaps. Red, the Red Rocket wow. targeted him targeted him in crunch time. Michael Gallup <laughs> by low rest of the season breakout. Here we go. Wow. Okay. Dang. Uh, that's fascinating. And so there's a couple other ones I just want to get to. That's um, the most egregious take we've made on this podcast, but go ahead. Um, I like it. AJ Green, increase, decrease. De- I mean, decrease. if it's not a decrease, it should be. <laughs> yes, it is a decrease. 66, uh, 24% <laughs> decrease at 43%. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Increase. He's been great. Yeah. Increase. Increase, right? You would think. No, it's actually a decrease. 81 to 69%. 12%. T Higgins. Increase. T Higgins. T Higgins, a 22 to 81% snap count, a 59% uh, increase. I really, I, I'm predicting T Higgins to have one of those games coming up soon. They've seen similar to, you know, not Chase Claypool. Obviously, that was a majestic, but something similar. Just we'll have a break. He'll have a breakout game and he'll be on the waiver wire shortly. Um, can we just take a second to acknowledge how effing good this rookie wide receiver yes. class is? Yes. It's been great. And that's really the reason, the, po- the whole point I was trying to get to this whole game. Um, I'm going to rattle off a couple <laughs> the se- other ones. The, se- the second point of your game. Yeah. The, the first point was that Amari Cooper is not very good. And then, <laughs> and then the second point is, and then the second point is every other rookie has increased snap count besides CeeDee Lamb. Those are my two points. And so I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of other names. Justin Jefferson <laughs> is seeing an 11% snap count increase. He's at 80% now. Um, Woods and Cooper Cup are at the same exact uh, 85%. Van Jefferson has seen a 19% increase. He's only playing 26% of the snaps. So Van Jefferson, uh, dynasty owners, you got to be a little sad about that. Uh, interestingly enough, Anthony Miller, he's only he's staying the same, only playing 40% of snaps. Darnell Mooney, the wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, is at a 33% increase. He's playing 65% of the snaps. So I've seen. Darnell Mooney looks good. Yeah, he, I've seen his name flutter around. He could be a waiver wire um, pickup, and just a couple other ones. I, I looked through basically every team, just looked for the major increases or decreases. These these are not names I kind of just picked randomly. These are literally the large increases and decreases I saw. So I know like Matt thinks I picked on Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb because he owns them, but I swear I didn't. Uh, and no, no chance, Jeff. Okay, whatever. I, the the other ones I saw, uh, OBJ has an eleven percent increase, seventy five to eighty six. Uh, Brandon Cooks has actually had a thirty percent increase, eighty three percent. Brandon Cooks has looked really good the last couple weeks. I think he he might uh, be that number one in the Texans. T Y Hilton, interesting enough, interestingly enough, is playing ninety five percent of the snaps, which is a fifteen percent increase since week one. I know he's had a lot of injuries to that team. Um, but it's interesting. Ninety-five percent of the snaps is a lot. That's like where Lockett and Metcalf are. So, thought that was interesting. Um, Darius Slayton, he's all the way up at ninety-four percent, a nine percent increase. So Darius Slayton's looking really good. He's he's on the field the most of all the receivers. Marquise Brown is up from sixty-three to eighty-six. Marquise Brown is playing a lot more snaps than he did. I think he's they brought him on slowly from his injury. Nicole Hardman is up from twenty-nine to sixty-nine, a forty percent increase. And that's pretty much it. Those are the large increases. A couple of other ones I checked were uh, Chenault. I was curious because I saw all these rookie increases. Chenault is playing the same exact snap count percentage, regardless that Shark has been injured. 
So I thought that was interesting. If you're a Chenault owner, you can't really be too happy about that, that he's not stepping up in the absence of Chark. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Judy's playing the same amount of snap counts. Uh, so, yep, that's what I got. That's interesting. Fascinating stuff. <clears throat> like I said, the big the big takeaways I, I got was that the Bengals, T. Higgins is looking, he's playing a lot more snaps. Yeah. It could be interesting. And I think Gallup is the only Cowboys receiver that's staying on the field <clears throat> more than 95% of the time. So if, if Gallup starts to explode in the second half under the Red Rocket, don't be surprised. That's all. It'll be really interesting to see if this, like, this transition to Andy Dalton just creates a complete reset for what we think we know about these Dallas wide receivers. I mean, because yeah. I, I, in my mind, before we had played this game, I, my, I just kept them in that same order. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, kind of down a, a whole other tier from those guys. But if, if that's the guy that's going to be on the field and Andy Dalton develops some chemistry with him early, um, there's a, I mean, there's a world where he starts playing better, at least uh, for this season. So that's, that's yeah. really, really interesting. Good stuff. Yes. Yes. I mean, the whole reason I thought of the game was I saw that I literally saw Amari Cooper only play 64% of the snaps. And I was like, I don't remember him being injured. So I had to look into it and. That's how it started. And Matt, I did not target you because I I put Chris Williams in there. I put a couple players I have, so I don't want to hear it. (laughs) That's fine. I put Marquise Brown in there. You got him. So, all right. Um, And I think with that, a little bit of intro. I think we'll go to Matt's magic list, Nick's naughty list, week five. Recap in the week, fantasy football week prior. Let's see it. All right. <clears throat> Kicking off the magic list, Mr. Travis Fulgram. We, uh, we, we, we as a podcast would like to again apologize for our editor putting in the wrong facial image for that one. But um, <laughs> great game for the young man, 25 years old, signed up the practice squad. Great story about <clears throat> he had 10 receptions for a buck 52 and a touchdown. He looked amazing out there. I, I actually watched this entire game. He he's lengthy. He, he can move well. Um, I I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers might have actually got this guy a contract. I don't know. Based on the Eagles' project, projected injury story still going on, this guy seems like a guy you probably could pull in and play as a flex. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean like you. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, you go ahead, Drew. It's, it, he's been pretty good two weeks in a row, right? Marty, didn't you say that he had 14 points the week before this and then this explosion this week as well? Yep. So if he starts tying games together, then he's more than playable. Oh, yeah. I agree. But... And I was going to mention a little bit about that because he is my waiver wire pick of the week. Um, but it seems like a wide receiver has finally emerged in Philly. We've been looking for it all year. Mm-hmm. We've been thinking, oh, it's going to be Rager. Oh, it's going to be Great Alshon boy. Jeffries coming back. Djax is back. Zach Gertz is there. It's just all been such a disappointment all year long outside of old Dallas. It, it might finally be the guy that we've been looking for out of Philly. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. I, str- I, I struggle. I struggle with that a little bit just in the fact that I feel like Philly is going to be one of those teams that once those guys get back into the mix, 
they're going to have that opportunity. But yeah, I mean, while they're while they continue to be injured, I think this guy's a easy streamable flex if it comes down to it. But to number two, Mister Mike Davis, sixteen reception, sixteen rushes for eighty nine yards, nine receptions for sixty, a touchdown, twenty nine point nine nine. Uh, total fantasy points, PPR points. I mean, ha- ha- good for good for the uh, good for the man. He's um, he's really filling in nicely for Christian McCaffrey, and it's it's as a as a Mike, as a Mike Davis streamer, you're ecstatic. Um, I'd like to my my silver lining as a Christian McCaffrey owner is that the the running back has been is, is still very much so a focal point of this offense, and excited to get him back. I know they're they're wavering on if he could potentially play this week. If not, I'm hoping next week. But um, yeah, Mike Davis has been has kind of been electric in the three weeks that Christian McCaffrey's been out to this point. I think he's tech, I think he's a, a running back one. So he's been a bright shining star of a waiver wire pickup because I'm sure he wasn't drafted. You guys have any comments on that? No, I agree. He's been a great fill in. We'll just see if uh, he has long term value when McCaffrey gets back. I'm, I'm going to place my hand and say no. But he didn't play the first um, – he basically didn't play the first week or two weeks. Um, he had one attempt for one yard. Well, I guess that's not true. He had a receiving work in week two. Um, but he didn't play at all week one, uh, and he's the running back seven right now overall in PPR. Good story. Yeah. And then number one, the stud of the week. Mr. Chase Claypool, oh, seven yeah. for eleven, hundred ten, three touchdowns, three for uh, three rushes for six yards, and then another touchdown. Forty-three point six fantasy points. Looked like Megatron out there. Dude looked absolutely incredible. Um, and I think he really carved out a role in the Steelers' bogged up receiving core. Excited to see what he can do going forward. Nick, I'll let you jump in on this too because this is kind of your boy. I love Chase Claypool. I love the man. I have an absolute man crush on the man. Um, fun, fun fact though. A lot of people were talking about how Deontay Johnson went down with an injury and that may have been part of the reason why Chase Claypool was able to have this monster game. However, as Michael pointed out earlier, his snaps had been steadily increasing and this was actually the first game he started. He was in the starting lineup for this game. So his role is only going to increase and keep increasing, especially after this monster game. Add this man if you're a dynasty. Bet the house on this man. Trade for this man. He is going to be an absolute beast for years to come. We'll peg it as Megatron 2.0, folks. That is this week's magic list. Nick, I'll pass it to you for the naughty list. Thank you, Matthew. All right, for this week's Nick's naughty list, we got three very naughty boys on this list. We're going to start with Mr. Joe Burrow, Ohio native. Former Ohio State Buckeye, however, not very, uh, not very memorable performance last week. Only scored four point three two fantasy points. He's currently the twenty first ranked quarterback, um, which isn't bad considering he's a rookie and he plays on a team with a god awful offensive line. However, he had been teasing us. He'd been averaging almost twenty points. I believe he was top ten actually in uh, fantasy rankings coming into this week. And we were all, we talked about him a little bit last week, I believe, if not the week before. And, you know, he was making a lot of noise. And uh, some of you guys may have started him this week, you know, as a, as a streaming kind of option. And he let you down. 
Now, I got faith in the boy. I think he's a stud. However, this was definitely a comeback-to-earth moment. What do you guys think? Do you think this is uh, more indicative? Is he going to have more of a uh, subpar performance the rest of the year? Do you think he'll bounce back and get back to that top 10, top 15 play that he had in the first four games? I think he's really going to waffle in between the two. I mean, yeah, he's had a couple really nice games, but how many times was he, really, was he back? It was, was he dropping back? I mean, there were games that he was dropping back 60-plus times. So yeah, that production should come somewhere if you're throwing the ball 60 times. So it's like Matt Stafford. So I expect mm-hmm. a lot of going forward. You're going to have weeks where it's nice, and there's going to be weeks where it's bad. It's just, it's, a rookie. it's just how rookies run, man. You don't start him against a good defense. No. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's that easy. Would you yeah. Would you rather have Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow? Yes. Justin Herbert. Herbert, Herbert for sure. Easy. <laughs> Herbert has weapons. Joe Burrow has can Defense. turn the ball and hand it to Joe Mixon, or he can throw it to a uh, several slot receivers. Does it change yeah. for Dynasty? No. No, he, he's a nice play. He's a nice piece to have. I, I, he, he's he's definitely rosterable. Well, I know, um, but of the two, which would you rather have? Herbert. Uh, they're about the same. Yeah, it's a toss-up. Herbert's in a better organization, it feels like to me. Yeah, in Herbert and Ash, I mean, Herbert just went out there and threw four touchdowns on a Monday night game. Yeah, much more much more to work with right I mean, off the jump. Yeah, he's gone toe-to-toe with Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes, which is impressive. Yep. So we'll be talking about one of them in the light of – um in terms of, of of the year two break of the year two superstardom this year, and I'm not sure of them are is all I'm saying. Come mm-hmm. come end of season, we'll or at least for a year two monster breakout that will <laughs> but he finds a way to pick a guy for. But we'll what see. what year is Josh Allen? Is year three? This year is three three. Yeah. Okay. Year two. I mean, he what finished off at two B eight. Yeah, but he ran he he ran the ball a lot. His stats are very inflated by rushing. Yeah, he was, he's, a, he's been a great fantasy quarterback for a couple of years now. Right. Yeah. And Herbert threw for four touchdowns last night. I, I, I think they're both, I think they're both fine players and should be rostered in most leagues and most dynasty leagues. That's not, I'm not debating that one. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, he'll have a good step this year and possibly an even better step next year. No. Yeah. Well, we mentioned it earlier. <clears throat> excuse me. The weapons that Joe Burrow has available to him which is my next naughty boy on this list, A.J. Green. This man, very, very sad. He is the 92nd ranked wide receiver in he fantasy rankings. I'm surprised it's that high. This man had zero points last week. Apparently he had a hamstring injury, left the game early. Well, who knows? This guy, he's fragile. He's old. He is just super unproductive. We're going to play a quick game, though, because – as you mentioned earlier, Joe Burrow has been slinging the ball a lot in these first few weeks, and a lot of those slings have been going in A.J. Green's direction. I am going to ask you guys, who has had more targets through this season? Is it going to be A.J. Green or the receiver that I name? You guys are going to guess. It'll be real quick, real short, only four, four guys we're going to go through. First one, Robert Woods, who is the 15th-ranked wide receiver. Who has more targets? 
AJ Green. Is it AJ, is it AJ Green, Nick? It is AJ Green. All right, next up, Devontae Parker, the 20th ranked wide receiver. Who has more targets, AJ Green or Devontae Parker? Green. I think I know how this game works. Nick. It is, is it AJ, AJ Green, <laughs> indeed. Next name, Juju Smith-Schuster, the number 31st ranked. It is AJ Green. Last name, Marquise Brown. Green. It is Marquise Brown, but only by two targets. <sighs> yes. Wow. Point being, AJ Green has had an abundance of opportunity. We were all pretty high on him coming into this year. Finally, he was healthy. He was a decently high draft pick in most fantasy drafts, you know, maybe like fifth, sixth, seventh round at the latest. But he has not been living up to that whatsoever. He has been absolutely abysmal. I remember watching the Cleveland Brown game or the Browns game where it seemed like he had 25 targets that game, and he could not catch any of them to save his life. He's a drop. He's done. Gone. I agree. Well, I have no more his, comments on that. In his no. defense, the Browns locked him up pretty good. You're right. You're right, Marty. They were swatting the ball away like crazy. <laughs> no, he's, he's a drop. He's a drop. He's, 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 he's a drop. If you had told me, I traded for him this offseason in our Dynasty League, and if you had told me that he was going to get more targets than Robert Woods, I would have been over the moon about it. (laughs) And the fact that he hasn't been able to capitalize on that is just, it's just sad. It makes me sad inside. Drop him. Drop Drop him. Drop the man. All right, last naughty boy on the list is Mr. Zachary Ertz. The naughty Zachary boy. Ertz, the naughtiest of the naughty boys. Maybe not the naughtiest, but pretty naughty. 1.6 fantasy points last week. Currently the 15th ranked tight end, which isn't terrible. But this man was being drafted up with the likes of Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. He was, he was being drafted as a top four, top five, sometimes top three tight end in most fantasy leagues this year i have a lot of fun stats about him for later nick because he's my sit of the week all right well i will just leave this one with you i'm I'm assuming you don't have it it's not really a stat but Mm -hmm. i think part of the problem with this man is his yards per reception there are over 50 tight ends in the nfl currently playing that have more yards per reception than he does right now he only has 7.3 yards per reception I think that's a big reason why he has been so bad this year, despite the abundance of injuries at skill position on the Philadelphia Eagles. He should be dominating. He absolutely should be dominating. There's nobody else. We, just, we talked about Fulgham earlier and how he's been able to emerge because of all these injuries. It should be Ertz, but it's not. He's been a naughty boy. I would like That's to all just, we got. That's a good set, Nick. One, one tiny rebuttal to that. And he's been, he's been atrocious. That no... No way fans are butts about that. But um, I, we, I think we were kind of over our skis a little bit when we were thinking he was the only one. Because I feel like a lot of what we're seeing from these defenses and these defensive coordinators are we're not going to let – like we're going we're gonna to double team this guy and we're going to let Travis Wilden beat us. Yeah. So I give him a tiny bit of lever, leeway to his atrociousness. But he might be over the hill and – it's um, as a as a as a dyna- for the dynasty community. I'm starting to pound my chest for the uh, let him walk and let's get a, let's get Dal- let's get Dallas season started here. If you own him in redraft, you hold because there's yeah. no value yeah. in trading and dropping yeah. him doesn't make any sense. So you really? hold and pray and wait for other weapons to come back and uh, uh, see if they free up some space right. for him over the middle. He'll, he'll have it some could nice, get better. He'll have some nice games. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll it'll, be, it'll end up being okay. It'll be okay. Right. It, there's just going to be some couple like one pointers thrown in there, which will be tough to swallow. There is. Yeah. All right, is that it then? Good. That's all for the naughty boys. Very nice. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> I think we'll send it to an ad break real quick. Uh, Drew with some ads. Or, I don't know, right? Yeah. Okay. Sponsors. Yeah, we're, Sponsors. we're great. Yeah, let's word from our sponsors. Today's uh, Fantasy Football Pals podcast is brought to you by the Dare Drug Prevention Program, uh, providing kids with ideas since 1983. Uh, the second is also brought to you by Mirrors, uh, number three on my list of things forever ruined by horror movies, up there with basements, attics, and the general concept of being alive. Um, and finally, Fox's hit uh friend comedy new girl uh rated number one background noise to have sex to three years in a row uh thank you very much and back to you michael thank you drew thank you thank you for those sponsors we appreciate our sponsors here already 750 really burning up some time here boys we really spent a lot of time i don't know what's doing what but doing something <laughs> Um, I think the news comes a little bit of time. Yeah, they, <laughs> it always does, Mart. It always well, we had a lot was, to say about Le'Veon Bell. It always does, Mart. There was some pretty. It was a pretty eventful week. I mean, Michael Thomas. It always is. Team, it always Ace, is. Melvin Gordon, <laughs> DUI. All right, Marty, Le'Veon Bell. Marty, you really took up uh, thirty minutes of the viewers' time. You're really gonna restay all the news. <laughs> My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> all right. Hey, Devontae Adams. Okay. Man, relevance. Can I do relevance. My, can I can I do my action line so we can get going here? Yes. yes, Michael. Thank you. For my action line, I actually picked three games. I love the spreads this week. Absolutely love them. I'm just gonna do them real quick, rattle them off. Kansas City Chiefs minus four over the Buffalo Bills. This is the first good spread I've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs had. Every other spread has it been at least minus ten or more. I'm very excited for the spread. I'm very excited to bet on the spread. Both teams are coming off a loss but I just can't see this Kansas City Chiefs team losing two in a row. And the minus four spread makes me feel good about it. They'll win by more than four points. I'm taking the Chiefs with confidence. Minus four over the Bills. Dallas Dallas Cowboys plus one and a half over the Card- Arizona Cardinals. They're dogs in this one. I'm feeling good about it. We touched on it earlier. This team is going to be without Dak. But I think this team rallies. I think the Red Rocket and Dalton makes just enough plays that they able to put themselves in a successful position. I think it'll probably come down to like a field goal maybe or two. Um, but they'll win a close one since they're dogs. I'm going to take the Cowboys plus one and a half over the Cardinals. And then lastly, I'm taking the Washington football team plus two and a half over the New York Giants. Both teams aren't wow. great. But Daniel Jones, as Drew has said previously, he loves to put the ball on the ground and let the other team just pick it up. <laughs> and this Washington front seven is the best part about their team. I think Kyle, Chase Young's back, right? Uh, I don't know, but I think Kyle Allen or Alex Smith, whoever the quarterback is, will he'll he's more competent than Daniel Jones is, in my opinion. I expect an interception. I expect a fumble. I expect some sort of turnover from the Giants. I think Kyle, Kyle Allen or Alex Smith will do what it you know they'll make enough plays, put themselves in a position. And especially since the team is a dog, uh, give me Washington football team plus two and a half over the New York Giants, who will remain without a win this 2020 season. <laughs> those are my picks. I'm feeling really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can't wait to bet this weekend. I love them. Okay, love it. Love the confidence. So with that, um, 
I think we'll go into uh, waiver wire pickups real quick. Um, Marty, go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you speak it up. Don't Take worry, mine will be quick. Calm down a little bit. Mine will be quick because Matt kind of hit on it earlier, but my waiver wire pickup of the week was Travis Fulgham. Week four, he had 13.7 PPR points. That was at San Francisco. This last week, he had 31 points on 10 receptions and a touchdown for 152 yards at Pittsburgh. So two pretty good defenses he scored these points against. And I kind of mentioned it earlier, I think we might finally have the wide receiver that everyone's been kind of looking for out in Philly. So I think you I think you go pick him up. Great. All right. Sure. Mine will be really quick, too. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, Chase Claypool uh, owned an 8.9% of leagues. Uh, you love what you saw out of him last week. Four total touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground, which I think is really interesting. Um, he led the Steelers in targets last week with 11. No one else had more than five. Um, I love how they're using him. Uh, they're using him as a, as an X receiver. Um, they also gave him the football on the ground near the end zone, which I think is a really interesting way to get him involved in the offense and on wide receiver screens near the end zone, which is essentially like a wide run, which I think could be a really interesting way to get a super athletic guy in space near the goal line. Um, hopefully this week leads to Ben trusting him a little bit more. Uh, the only downside here is that um, we mentioned this before Deontay Johnson has been a target monster over the two games he's been healthy. Um, he's had 10 and 13 game or 10 and 13 targets in games where he's played all the way through. So um, there will be a lot of mouths to feed whenever he does come back. But Claypool is somebody that should absolutely be rostered, and especially when uh, Johnson's out, uh, could be in your starting lineup. Nice, perfect. Love that. I always do a couple waiver wire pickups because I love the waiver wire. Big fan. Obviously, Alexander <laughs> Madison, we touched on it earlier. Dalvin Cook is out. If he's out, Alvin, Alexander Madison is an automatic pickup, automatic play, automatic RB2, RB1 type guy. Uh, the other one I the other two I put was Henry Ruggs. I I love Henry Ruggs. I do. I, I really tried to get Nick to trade me him before the season started. I love Henry Ruggs. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. The, the Raiders' offense looks completely different when he's on the field and healthy, and they're, they, he looked great last week. This guy is so fast. He burnt, he burnt the secondary of the Chiefs. He's on a so bye. Fast. He's on a bye. I expect him, after the bye, him to be completely healthy. I expect the, the Oakland Raiders to use him a lot more. His snap count, I looked at it, has, has gone up since week, uh, you know, from week one when he's got injured or whatnot. Um, I really think Henry Ruggs is a player that he's going to have a breakout game really, really soon. And if you don't pick him up now, you're not going to get him. He's on his bye, so p- people might drop him because he's not as good as projected. If he's on your waiver wire, you absolutely pick him up. I think he's going to have a breakout game soon. So big Henry Ruggs, believer, truther. And then my last one is Trey Burton, which is not a sexy pick at all, but I think people have rostered Mo Cox and Frank Wright. He knows Trey Burton from back in Chicago. Trey Burton has been hurt up until last week, and you saw it in the game last week against uh, the Cleveland Browns. He had he had the most targets of all the tight ends. The only problem is Jack Doyle's there, Mo Ali Cox is there, but I think Trey Burton will start to play a bigger role in that offense. If you're looking for a, in a deeper league for a tight end, I 
I expect Moelle Cox, um, his production to go down and Trey Burns to go up. So he's an interesting pick for deeper leagues. So thought I'd throw him in there. People forgot about him. You know, he got hurt. But um, the, guy, the guy looked good when he was in Chicago, you know. So I think, um, you know, he'll be on the field a lot more. So Back to uh, Henry Ruggs real quick. Anybody want to take a guess at what his yards per reception are? Is it something absurd like 50? Fair no, no, it's not that crazy. 24. 30. It's 29.5, the highest in the NFL. He's only had Ooh. six catches. <laughs> He's That's like insane. if Michael Hardman was a number one wide receiver. Put him in all your lineups, everybody. Listen to that stat. No, I, 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 I didn't say that, but – but Matt, no, the problem yeah. here's the problem because we talk about these waiver wire pickups. You're talking about Chase Claypool. It's too late, you know. It's too late for Chase Claypool. Like you can maybe get him if you're lucky, but these these deeper leagues, he's gone already. You know. Yeah. The the key with these waiver wires a, is you got to get these guys before they break out. So like Henry Ruggs, right. he's gonna break out. I I predict him breaking out. So now would be the time to get him while he, before he does. Yeah. That's that's all. Michael, uh, speaking of uh, what? not sexy picks, oh, can okay. I do my start sit? Yes, start sit. Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of unsexy picks, um, who I think can enter your lineup, uh, Jamison Crowder. Now, I want to talk about Jamison Crowder for two reasons. The first is that I think, and most importantly, to reflect on how good he's actually been this season um, through the three of the five games that he's played. So currently he has 335 yards, two touchdowns, 22 receptions through three games. Um, that's 7.3 receptions per game, 117 yards per game that he plays, and over a touchdown a game. So that's a 16-game pace of 1,786 yards and 10 touchdowns. It's a season-long total, including the injuries, so five-game total of 1,072 yards and six and a, um, six and a half touchdowns. Uh, so those 22 receptions are tied with guys like Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and Hollywood Brown. Uh, it's one reception behind uh, Woods and one reception behind Kittle and more receptions than OBJ and Juju and Julian Edelman. Um, and those 335 yards are within 50 yards of Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, at Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, and DJ Moore, and has is more receiving yards than OBJ, Evans, and Kittle. Touchdowns, it's the same as Woods, Keenan Allen, uh, Parker, Hopkins, Galladay, and Diggs, uh, and he's commanding thirty percent of the target share when he plays. Uh, translation so is that he he's been very good uh, so far this season. Um, he's playing the middle of the road defense in the Dolphins. Um, and I think when, while there's, this is the first, one of the first bye weeks of the year, um, guys like Keenan Allen are sitting out. And I think this is a guy that you can just slide into your lineup and he has a high PPR floor. Um, I, I love what he's done so far this year. He's the only, uh, option on that, on that offense. And I'm into him. So Jameson Crowder. Uh, stardom this week and uh, also reflect on how good he's been so far this year because it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, my sit for the week, uh, Zach Ertz. Um, let's talk about how bad it's actually been. Um, last week he had six targets. Uh, that's tied for the second on the team. Managed to turn that into six yards. Uh, one reception. He's currently the 155th overall fantasy performer in points. Tight end 15 on the year. That's 42 and a half points. Last two games, he has five catches for 15 yards. 
He's gone over 50 times once this year and has currently been outperformed by Curtis Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Travis Fulgham, and also uh, 12 different kickers. Is one of them Will Lutz? I don't know. I just counted the K next to their <laughs> next to the names when I was going. It was um, Parky, and one of them is definitely Cody Parky. Um, Go Browns! So for me, he uh, he can't be trusted anymore. At least right now, um, not while there's essentially no other options. Everyone's focusing on him. Um, he also has a matchup against the Ravens this week, uh, which is a very good defense. So I am I'm not here for it. Uh, if you can pivot and look elsewhere. Sit your man. Sit your mans. Maybe bench him for him. Maybe bench him entirely. Maybe drop yeah. him. No, just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marty. Start your mans. Who's your mans? My mans is Justin Jefferson. So, Justin Jefferson is home against the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, we know. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I just picked up Kirk Cousins on waivers this week because Russell Wilson's on a bye. Yeah. Pretty much if you have someone who's done anything fantasy relevant and they're playing against Atlanta, you start. <laughs> that's pretty good. Easy enough. I, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. It. No that's stats it. needed for that. That, that. All right. On to my sit. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> Judy. <laughs> who is at New England. Um, it's looking like Drew Locke might be back this week. And I think that could be kind of troubling, you know, first game back. We saw what happened with – obviously it's a different injury than um, Jimmy Garoppolo, but we saw how that kind of worked out where, you know, if you come back off an injury, you're not the same guy. I mean, Especially that, against a good defense, you know. Right. New England was pretty – right, as Michael said, pretty solid defense over there. And you don't know quite what you're going to get out of Drew Locke coming back off an injury. So I would suggest sitting this. Marty, do you think he's going to get the Stephon Gilmore treatment? I believe Stephon Gilmore is out with COVID. Still you have so. he's correctly. Yeah, I think he's back, no? I think he might be back, no? No. Uh, I thought he was back. You passed, Marty. Good job. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. That was a test. I, I'm, I'm glad I passed your test. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know this is this is going to be a test tonight. I, I want to study harder. <laughs> I would have failed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, similar to Marty, um, and unlike Drew, I have no stats. <laughs> I <laughs> I am basing this off of um, not not previous. <laughs> Previous stats, but how uh, of how the players have played, but of who their opponent are, and so Dave Montgomery is my is my start of the re- week running back for Chicago Bears. He's playing the Carolina Panthers, who have given up the most points in fantasy football against running backs. They're ranked thirty second against the run. For that reason alone, you start him. Dave Montgomery got 80 one percent of the snap count uh, share last week. I don't see that changing. Probably be some eighty plus. Uh, I think he's a. I think he's a great start. I think he's projected like sixteen points. I think he'll probably get there. Um, my sit of the week is Jamal Williams. 
The reason he's my sit is because last week he actually got, I think he got 18 points, so people might get amped and uh, want to start him. Or maybe the week before, I don't know if they're on a buy. Um, but people might get excited and want to start him. But they're also, they're, the key thing here is they're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have the best run defense in the NFL right now. They've given up the least amount of yards. Um, so it's troubling. You do not start Jamal Williams. He's not seeing the field enough. I don't think they're going to be um, in the in the red zone for him to get work there, to be touchdown dependent. I think you sit Jamal Williams. Don't get excited about the 18 points. You just sit him based off the matchup. So That's my start and sit. And I All think right. with that, we're cruising along now. The last thing we have in the show is our highlights. Before we get to that, again, we are the Fantasy Football Pals. Did not do a good job of promoting us tonight. But we are live on Twitch every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv, twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. Also on Instagram at pals fantasy football. Live on Twitch every Wednesday. Come check us out. And I think before we get into our highlight game, highlight of the week, last thing we do here on the podcast, uh, we'll kick it off to Drew with the last sponsors of the week. Thank you, Michael. Uh, today's uh, podcast is brought to you by the uh, Titanic movie. Uh, the only thing going down faster than the ship is the partner you watch it with. Uh, also, Dak Prescott's ankle. Uh, it's a lot like me. It's uh, disappointing, broke, and enjoy sitting at a 90-degree angle. And uh, finally, uh, my local community's production of Annie, local theater's production of Annie, uh, Abraham Lincoln called it the second worst experience he's ever had in a theater. Uh, thank you, and back to you, Michael. <laughs> New sponsors. I, I, didn't, I didn't read that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, that was good. That was good. All right. Goodness well, gracious. Uh, with that, let's, let's kick it to Matt. For the first highlight game of the week, Matt, did you get one? Did you do one? Yeah, I did one. All right, let's hear it. We did it. About a, a rivalry. A rivalry unlike any others for many years. The oh, I picked this one for him. Four and O <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers against oh, – please say it for me. The uh, – Your – Cleveland Browns. And what's their record? Woo! Sorry. What's their record? Four and, are they 4-1 and one now? Oh, 4-1. and one. Yes, they are. Oh, my goodness. Drew, can you say it a little louder? A little louder, please. The 4-1 and one Cleveland Browns? Nick, put, you. Nick put, put your mouth up to that mic and please say that for me. The audio is Undefeated fine. Pittsburgh Steelers. And? The 4-2 and two Cleveland Browns? <laughs> that has a much nicer ring to it, Drew. <laughs> the five and zero Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. <laughs> really, really, really looking forward to this one. This should be a, and this is more. This is a more meaningful matchup for Week Six between these two that we've seen in years. A couple guys coming up a big game. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what Chase Claypool does after that after that monster game. If Ben truly does trust him as that soon to be no, no, like as what we look to be as a potential wide receiver one for the future. Or if he's going to sink back down to being the rookie that he can very much so be. Um, I know De- Deontay Johnson's back as well. 
I don't know how severe his injury was going into last week. Um, I'd like to watch James Conner because, to be honest with you, the, the Browns' defense isn't anything spectacular against the run, but they have been doing a nice job of getting the turnovers when they need to happen. Um, I'm really excited again to watch – not excited, but a big, t- a big tell for this game is going to be the Browns' offensive line, actually, because the this Steelers' front seven is no joke. And let's see if these new additions they have can put something together. Um, receivers, I'm, I'm watching OBJ. Again, I'm, I'm betting on talent over Jarvis on this one. And then I think Kareem Hunt's a lock and loaded top eight running back. Um, should be fun. I don't what Michael, do you, have the, do you have the spread for me at the top of your head? I believe the do, uh, the, the Browns of the Dogs. Um, give me one second. Matt, uh, while I'm filibustering here, would you pick up the Cleveland – Browns defense as a stream this week or no and why? Uh, I would not pick up the Browns defense because that Big Ben's record against the Cleveland Browns alone. So I'm out on that one. Again, I, I will say I think this is this is probably, I mean, granted Ben was hurt last year so and he, and he looked rather poor but he doesn't look as dynamic. He doesn't look as dynamic as he's looked in, in years past by any means. He's still probably the best quarterback on this field. I'm not I'm not trying to take that away from him, but I don't feel like his, this offense is as robust as it once was. I think it should be a good game, but I wouldn't. I mean, if, if you're looking for a streamer, this isn't the streamer I'm looking for. The Browns does are, Baker play? The Browns are plus three yeah. dogs, by the way. How many points? Plus three. Plus three. Three and a half now. What? Why? What? What, what do you mean? According to ESPN. Uh, I have a sports book, Nick. Okay, please. It's live. Oh, okay. sorry. Apologize. I'll take the Browns. I'm taking the Browns to cover and the Browns to win in Pittsburgh in a game that will truly bring a tear to my eye. Wow. Done. <laughs> wow. Five and one for me. <laughs> Somebody do it. The five and one Cleveland Browns. Woo! Lead, the, division, the division leading Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Ravens are going to win. They'll still probably be second place. But I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. All right, Nick. Let's. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, I didn't prepare one. I just wanted to highlight real quick the birdie game, which is going to be the Ravens and the Eagles. I think that's going to be an upset on the Eagles part. I don't think the Ravens are all that good, especially their passing game, which is what the Steelers torched the Eagles on last week. I feel like the Eagles front seven is actually sneaky, not bad. And, uh, yeah, it's at home for the Eagles. I think they'll definitely cover the spread seven and a half. And uh potential upset. Wow. They Meaning the winner of the Brown Steeler game will a hundred percent be the leader in that division. For first time they're having fans in the stadium at uh, at the at the link, Lincoln Field. Wow. Yeah, they, look at that. They call it the link. I'm I'm hyped on the lingo now. The Philadelphia <laughs> Practically an Eagles fan, Michael. Practically. Yeah, Nick, you know, last time you, you guaranteed the Eagles covered on primetime against the Rams, and I bet on it, and I won. So I, I might bet the house on, <laughs> on them to cover again, just because you're, you're 1-0. So what is it? What's it the, it's 7.5. 7.5, but it's at Philadelphia. Yeah, I'll have to think on that one. They, they, the Eagles have been close. They, they, they have. They've they been playing teams tough. But I, I bet on the Steelers last week to cover against the, the – the Eagles and, and I, they did. I, yeah, yeah. But the Steelers are a far superior team than the Ravens, and they're playing Ooh. Pittsburgh. See now, see now, I feel like you're biased, and I now I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't I think biased. Come on, true. I'm not biased. Are you serious? 
Michael, I don't. I don't know if biased you. Money on that. If, if, I bet if the if the Ravens and Steelers played today, the Steelers would be three point dogs. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Drew, did you did you do a game? I so we got our wires a little bit crossed because I also did the Arizona Dallas game. That's fine. You can. Um, I mean, you can cover it. I just talked. Yeah, about it, the it's. I, I don't have that much to say about it that hasn't been said already. Um, mostly, I'm really looking to see um, what the uh, identity of the Dallas offense is. Um, what what receivers step up? How much do they rely on Zeke? Those types of things. Um, and also, just to reiterate that I love basically every fantasy option in this game, um, especially from the. Arizona side as well. I think Hopkins is a, that's a huge play this week. Dallas's defense is not very good. Kyler Murray, outstanding stuff. Um, and I had, uh, I actually, I had Dallas, um, upsetting in that game. Cool. So. Drew, do you, would you pick up, would you start Chase Edmonds in the flex? Uh, no. I don't think I would. I, I, I think I am still interested to see, uh, I, What's been interesting about, and this is a Joe Mixon phenomenon as well as a Kenyon Drake phenomenon, is both of these guys are getting volume, and it just hasn't translated to fantasy points. So if they continue to get volume, I, I'm i still interested in Kenyon Drake, um, considering how maybe cheap he can be had. And if he continues to get the volume and and he gets a hot hand in the game, Chase Edmonds could be scripted out of that game entirely. Um, so for me, it's still too much of a risky play, and I think there are other flex running backs to be had, um, potentially Philip Lindsay this week if if Melvin Gordon suspended, um, and other guys that you can pivot to instead of Chase Edmonds. Drew, what if I told you that Chase Edmonds was the RB29 and Drake was RB32? I would tell you that's likely an aberration and not all that likely to happen again. And I still am not, hu- I mean, I'm not hugely, I'm not thrilled about playing the RB29 in my flex anyway when there are better wide receivers to be had out there. That's true. Michael, what if I told you Kenyon Drake and Todd Gurley's numbers in terms of usage are almost identical, but the only difference is Todd Gurley's been scoring touchdowns? I believe. I mean, yeah, that would mean a lot. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, I mean, basically Kenyon Drake just hasn't found the end zone. Yeah, he's essentially Joe Mixon. I mean, they're very they're very similar players in in usage rate, and they're also not uh, rushing the football particularly well because neither team is a great rushing team. So, mm-hmm. he's still my bust of the year at this point. Drake, right. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, definitely. All right, right Mark, what do you got? Alrighty, I have the Atlanta Falcons at Minnesota. So. Obviously, Atlanta Falcons have been winless so far. They did get rid of their head coach and GM. So I do expect there to be a little bit of a bounce back at some point. I don't think it's going to happen, you know, today or this week, I should say. Um, Who to watch for? Honestly, we kind of know what we're going to get out of the – Atlanta offense. Shoot, I need to keep this relevant to fantasy. I was I was going to say who to watch for was would be Atlanta's defense, but obviously because they obviously suck. Well, that's a. I mean, that's. It is fantasy relevant, but. I mean, they, the defense has to play an offense, so maybe 
switch it into <laughs> into watching how the offense <laughs> plays against the defense. I was unprepared. What do you do? Marty, just, <laughs> Marty, just, just, <laughs> Marty, just say something. You watch football every week. Just say just say whatever you want. <laughs> All right, so who to watch for? Obviously, Justin Jefferson. He was my start of the week. Okay, there you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Now you're getting it. <laughs> I think, you know, he's blown up before, and obviously Atlanta has a pretty weak defense, so I think he could definitely uh, blow up a little bit. Um, players I like, obviously, like I said, um, Atlanta gives up a lot of points, so Adam Thielen, I think, could have should have a really good week. And especially, yeah. Okay. If, Marty, what about Madison? Do you like Madison this week? Well, that all see that's what I was thinking about going, but we don't know for sure yet if Delvin Cook is playing or not. It's looking he's like he's not playing, dude. He ain't playing. I'm just saying, you don't know for sure. Okay, Marty, do you like Adam Thielen? Do you like Adam Thielen this week? I said Adam. Like Calvin, you don't like Calvin okay, Ridley, Marty? Do you like Calvin Ridley this week? I don't know. He got zero points one week, so okay. Do you like Hayden? He did twenty-one you, last week, buddy. Do you like Hayden Hurst? <laughs> No, he's been telling. He hasn't been doing this. Okay, much. so you don't like anybody besides Justin Jefferson, Thielen, and a couple players on Atlanta's defense and the defense. Mar- Here's a question for you, Marty. Oh my gosh, you, are you not good at thinking on your feet? <laughs> no, not Marty. I have, I have a Marty. I have a question for you. What's up? If I, I so I have both my start of the week, Jameson Crowder, and a previously injured Julio Jones on my fantasy roster. And we've talked a lot on this show about Julio, how Julio Jones is not a fantasy relevant player. So my question is, <laughs> would we, would you start wide receiver one, lock and loaded player, Jamison Crowder, or returning from injury, Julio Jones? This is far too much pressure on him, Skeet. He can't answer that question. Can't answer <laughs> I don't think that. I can answer that, question. answer that question. Because Julio Jones is just going to get, go out again with another hamstring over in the first play. It's a great point. Michael, I what do you think? I think we call it. <laughs> Dude, Drew, Julio Jones does not see the field this year. I've called this since That's what I'm three. saying. All right. It, so Jameson be, Crowder, locked and loaded. You be, heard it here first, folks. We're play, I'm playing him over – I'm playing Jameson Crowder over Julio Jones this week. Julio right. Jones will be active, and then he'll go out in the first series. All right, Marty. I would play, I, I play AJ Tyrell over any player Marty, quit, I see right now. Quit while you're behind. Quit while you're behind. <laughs> you, you get, get, get it next week. You know, next week is a new Minnesota week. wins this game. Oh, do they cover? Do they hey! cover? I don't know what the spread is. Come on. <laughs> you didn't know who was playing in the game, let alone what the spread is, Michael. Marty, the spread is Vikings hey, I heard minus. I Calvin really got traded. Viking, too, Mark? Vikings minus four and a half. Four and a half? I think Minnesota covered that. Okay. There it is, folks. All right. Straight from the horse's mouth, the man who is so prepared, he knew everything. He's telling you, he's telling you they're gonna cover. So what he's hundred percent gonna be the only one of us that's right. Yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> Book it. Book it. Bet the house. Bet the house. All right. Good. Just, just not my house. <laughs> that was fun. Eight twenty. Took I think about an hour, fifteen minute podcast going on. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um. All right. It has to be the cleanest episode we've ever done. Yeah, you know, we had, we had, we had one slip up, but I think our editor might, right. might stay up all night taking care of it. We'll see if, we'll see if, uh, Nick, uh, 
pays him enough to to take care of it. <laughs> Just let it be. Let it happen. You know, honestly, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, that's a good thing. If you guys know what we're talking about, then he didn't get to it. <laughs> 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 and I think with that, we'll, we'll, we'll end it. The Fantasy Football Pals live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals. Give us a follow there. We're also on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. Got over 800 Instagram followers. Slide to our DMs. We post all our edits. We post all our start sits, our magic list, naughty list, waiver wire. We did get a follow. Buzzer beater. Arthur-y, Arthur High is now following. Woo. We appreciate you. Buzzer beater, man. We're about to get hey, off. Hey. We'll stay on Love for about five minutes. If you have any fantasy football questions, we'd be happy to answer them. We are on Spotify. We post our podcast on Spotify every week. We post our spot, uh, podcast also on Apple Podcasts. And I think with that, uh, we're, we're like I said, we're on Instagram. Hit us up there, at Pals Fantasy Football. Arthur, hi. We see you in the chat. We appreciate you. Thanks for stopping in. If you got a question, hit us up on Instagram. We'll be happy to help you out. We help all of our followers. You guys answer fantasy questions here? Sure. Yes, Arthur. What's up? Shoot it in the chat, baby. Shoot it in the chat. We're on a podcast. We'll be happy to answer it. It'll be the ending of our podcast. Now we got a filibuster. Well, <laughs> hey, Marty, you got another game for us? I was going to say, boy, you want me to take the lead on this? Okay. okay. He, uh, he said, Cream Hunt or Alexander Madison with Dalvin out? That's wow. a great question. Great question. Cream. Definitely Cream. So Kareem's playing the Steelers. I would take and Madison, Madison is playing the Falcons. I would take question. Madison. Is this week one? Is this one week or are we talking like rest of the season? No, just oh, this yeah, week. Just guess. this week. Kareem questionable. I was gonna... uh, I would say Madison. Madison. Madison this week. Who does Minnesota have, Marty? Can you remind me? Falcons. <laughs> they are home against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I might take Madison. Madison, Madison hit over 100 yards last week. With Delvin Cook, playing. Delvin Cook had a Delvin Cook had a hundred yards last week too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but then Delvin Cook's not going to be there. You start mess. He said Ingram or Tanya Tanyan. How do you say his name? Tanya Tanya Ingram Tanya Tanya not Evan Ingram. Anyone but Oh, Evan Ingram. My bad. Yeah, yeah. No, not yeah. Tanya for sure. Tanya for sure. For sure, Arthur. For sure. Yeah, so we got some. We got Madison. We got Tanyan, for sure's. Good luck this week, Arthur. We appreciate you stopping by. We're again. We're live every Wednesday, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. Every Wednesday, so feel free to stop by. We have a. We usually have a pretty good amount of people. Usually about ten people stop in. Uh, we only got four right now because it's the end of our podcast. So he has one more. Last pick. Uh, pick one. Odell. Godwin or Robert Woods? Ooh. Is Godwin? Odell. So Godwin, so Godwin's back this week? Is yeah, God- Godwin's back. Oh, will, he stay, uh, will he stay in the whole game? Who do the Rams play? I would rule out Godwin just because of injury and yeah. he is playing against Green Bay. Could be kind of a tough eh, one. It could be a, it could be a high score. Anybody know who the Rams play? You, I think you, uh, you take- 49ers. Take out Odell. I don't. I, I think Odell is a boomer bust play. I don't like that. I don't know, Drew. How I like God, I like Godwin. I like Godwin or Woods. Yeah, in that I, game. Me too. If I really, Godwin's I gonna really, play the whole game, I take Godwin. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so Arthur, what I would do is I would I would keep up to date on on Godwin's situation with the injury. If he if he's looking like a for sure go, I think you start him with confidence. Um, Robert Woods is a nice play though. I don't think you're I don't think you start Robert Woods and get upset about it. I think the Rams. Arth- the Rams are playing. Who's his other wide receiver? Odell. Odell. No, no, like that. He's starting. Oh. Um, well, Arthur, who's who's your other receiver that you're starting? Because if you got a high upside kind of guy, Alan, with like like a boomer bust guy Alan, that you're starting, Allen Robinson. You start Ooh, okay. Robinson for sure. Well, yeah, for sure. So he's, he I has don't a know, nice man. floor. He has a nice floor. But I don't yeah, think he has great. a nice floor. Boom. So you I've can probably really risk it with Godwin. Then I was going to really, say really encouraged with the way they're using Woods. In just overall, they've, they've been, they, he's had rushing touchdowns this year. He has deep touchdowns this year. I, I, he's just been a, a, I think a really, really solid player overall. I think Godwin's a little bit better with, um, Tom Brady. Inserting God, inserting Godwin back into Tom Brady's slot role is, is great. Um, so I feel like either Woods or Godwin is a good play. Yeah. I would play Godwin until he's – unless you're worried about him not playing through the entire game and play Woods. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So he said he's starting Aaron Jones and Madison and three receivers. So, so yeah, so I think you start Allen Robinson. He's got a nice floor uh, with the with how many targets he gets. And then, yeah, I think if you start Allen Robinson, I think Godwin's a nice compliment because he does have that really big boom potential. Just keep an eye on his injuries, you know, like if – if he, if he looks like he's not going to go or if he's like a game-time decision, maybe you, maybe you go um, – Maybe go Woods. He's starting Allen and Galladay. Yeah, that's that's probably pretty good. I, I think if you have Allen and Ga- Galladay, I think you can feel good about uh, Godwin. So. Also, if you're playing one of the juggernauts in your league, somebody who you don't feel confident that you might be able to compete with, put Godwin in there for that boom potential. Yeah. If you think you have the better team compared to the guy you're playing this week, maybe throw Woods in there for a higher floor. Yes. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Good analysis. That's what we're doing here at the Fantasy Football Pals. That's what we're doing. We're just giving out fantasy football advice. Again. And great game pickums. And great, great game pickums. Again, he said his teams are even. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe keep an eye on it. I think I think Godwin or Woods, you're you're good with. Um, he said thank you for the advice. Arthur, thank you for stopping by, man. Thank you for that follow too. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. Again, we're live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Twitch. So we're, we can answer any question. Every Wednesday, we're here just talking fantasy football. And we're also on Instagram at Palace Fantasy Football. Uh, check us out. We post all our edits there. We post all our starts and sits. Got about 800 Instagram followers. So feel free to just give us a follow there. We'll follow you back, Arthur. If you hit us up in our DMs, we'll follow you back. And um, and you can DM us anytime for for questions or whatever. So um, cool. And I think with that, we'll end the podcast. Went a little bit over, but we you know we're doing it for the fans. We're here for for the people. For the people. Everyone enjoy their fantasy football week. Another week. COVID's not getting to us yet. Feeling great about it. Enjoy. Coming on for the holidays, baby. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your fantasy football Sundays, Mondays. Sometimes Tuesdays. Just wonder if you know who's playing in that one. All right, everybody. Take it easy. Peace.